Hello and welcome to That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. I'm Jeff Young from Dynamic Marching and a teacher from Carmel, Indiana. And my co-host is Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. This episode is called How to Get Your First Job on the Instructional Staff with a Marching Band. If you're a high school graduate looking for your first teaching experience in music education, this podcast is just for you. Now, if you're already on staff as a teacher or instructor, you may want to learn a tip or two about perhaps landing another gig, maybe with a program you respect and want to work with. If you're a head director or assistant director with no plans to leave, you may still want to use this as a resource to help you recruit, interview, and hire great staff. Okay, so mainly I'm going to be talking to you young teachers who are looking for your first job. The first thing you should think about is what group you want to work with. Obviously, this is easier if you know some people, but certainly you can reach out to band directors or staff members on social media and just see if they're hiring and if you could get in and have an interview and talk with them. Cold calling is not easy, but sometimes you can get a job that way. I find that most often jobs come because you know somebody and you're able to get access to to an interview. Now, sometimes that is not the case. For example, if you want to work with your high school program that you graduated from, this can be a little bit tricky, especially if you just recently graduated. I know that we never let students come back on staff the very summer after they graduate, and very seldom do we let students come back to teach on our staff even just a year out from graduation. Now, in some smaller communities, that may be your best bet. And if you were a drum major or a section leader or uh, just an important part of that group, your band director may see value in that and see you as cheap labor, and uh, that might work out well. Okay, you know what program you'd like to work with. Let's talk about the interview. Make sure you dress professionally, but don't go overboard. You don't need to wear a fancy suit and tie and a dress for this sort of position. It's a staff position with a marching band where a lot of the rehearsals take place outside. Just wear something that looks nice. Make sure you research the program. What recent successes have they had? What trips have they taken? Other things that you can bring up during the interview to let the band director know that you know things about the program. As with any interaction in an interview, make sure you have great eye contact, that you shake hands firmly, Say yes, sir, or no, ma'am, if that's appropriate. And of course, you need to stand and sit up straight. Confidence is what's going to get you the job, as long as you can back it up. You're young. There's no need to mention that in your interview. Downplay your lack of experience teaching, but focus on your skills and your plan. And we'll talk about that plan later. Obviously, if money comes up, don't expect big money at first. If you've been working with a program for a long time and you have some successes, you can ask for what you're worth. But entry-level positions in this sort of thing are not going to pay very well. If a rehearsal is about three hours, you're probably only going to be helping for two hours of that. So that's about $10 an hour. And if you're in charge for one hour, that might be more like $20 an hour. So $40 per rehearsal is not out of the question. Let's say a typical summer for a band is two weeks of two-a-days for five days and two weeks of three-a-days for five days. At that rate, that's about $2,000 total for the whole summer if you're at every rehearsal and you're really working. In reality, some of those rehearsals you might not be at, some of them are sectionals that you're not involved in, or you're just not in charge of anything for certain rehearsals. Okay, so you've got the job. The first time you introduce yourself to the students... 
Make sure that you're not silly. No teenage ums and likes. Give off a sense of authority and confidence. You're there to do a job, not be their friends or their cheerleaders. Hi, my name is so-and-so, and I'm really excited to have the opportunity to teach you today. Tell them what your goals are for that rehearsal or that day or that week, and then get started. The next thing I want you to think about is ethics, privacy, and just adulting in general. I wouldn't mention your age or anything about your personal life to your new students at first. Definitely no exchanging of Snapchat, Instagram, or Facebook usernames. Don't accept friend requests. All communication has to be informative and instructional, not social. That's very important. Also, be early to rehearsals. Dress professionally. Guys, keep your shirts on. Girls, please be modest with what you're wearing when you go to work. And don't just stand around. Jump in and get to work. Preparation and teaching progressions is what I want to talk about next. Make sure you have an idea for what a rehearsal might look like that you're in charge of. Think about what is the goal for this hour of rehearsal. Think about what's the goal for this rehearsal. What's the goal for this entire week? What's the goal for a month of rehearsals? If you're a visual instructor, you need to know that by the end of the summer, the students need to have the capabilities of doing all of the various things they're expected to do in drill. Forward marching, backward marching, slides, body movement and dance, jazz running, all of those things. So you need to pace yourself for the whole summer. Obviously, you know, you you take that and then you break that into smaller pieces. Working backward, it's a lot easier to say, what is the goal for this particular rehearsal? Now, the first 10 minutes of your very first rehearsal, I want you to remember, aim for understanding. This is something that Bobby talks about a lot in his clinics and when he's teaching drum majors. Here's what this is all about. Make sure what you want to teach is appropriate to your audience. That's the A in aim. That's the age and ability level and the place in the teaching progression. Make sure what you're going to teach is appropriate to that audience. Next, explain why we need to learn it. This is the intent or the I in aim. This is the intent of what you're saying. Next, explain the exercise. This is the message or M. This is what you want them to learn. So aim for understanding is all about your audience, your intent, and your message. Also, it's a good idea to show some wrong ways or to play some wrong ways of doing that particular skill. Let them try it. Give them a very short feedback and then repeat. Another thing you can think of is SSS, short, simple sentences. Or wait, why am I talking? All of these things are important when teaching, giving students feedback, but not making it an entire paragraph of information. Another trick in your first rehearsal, point out someone who's doing it perfectly and explain why as they're doing it. Keep track of time and stay on the schedule. Your band director will be thrilled that you understand the schedule and that you stuck to it. If you have an entire hour to teach and you're in charge, just remember, you have to be the expert and you have to not just fill time, but you have to think, what can I accomplish in this amount of time? It's an opportunity. It's not a job. It's not just marking time for an hour. Okay, so you've gotten your first day out of the way. Now it's time to think about your long range plan. These are the main concepts that are important for your students to learn with regards to music, marching, or movement. I suggest that you don't skip steps or teach concepts out of order. Of course, it's always important to give good feedback. 
Now, an example of a long-range plan that I use is my visual teaching progression. For example, I always do things in a certain order when teaching students to march and move. We start with a warm-up and physical fitness, then proper stretching, then posture, then the basics of body movement, fake horns up, advanced posture and instrument carriage, horns up and horns down, mark time, weight shifting, one step forward, forward marching in general, etc. And it goes all the way up to difficult concepts and drills and exercises. If you have a great list of your teaching progression, you'll never be without something to do at rehearsals. That's about it for today. We're going to talk more about staffing and professionalism and adulting and all that later. But before I wrap this up, I have a few things I'd like for you to do. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, follow and comment on our social media pages. Facebook, search for That Band Life Podcast. On Instagram, we are at That Band Life One. And on Twitter, it's at Dynamic Marching. You can always email me at jeff at dynamicmarching.com or bobby at dynamicmarching.com. Share your wins and losses, and together we can learn to be better music educators. Also, share your questions or suggestions for topics and guests you would like to hear on future podcasts. As usual, I have a short homework assignment for you. If you're a young staff member, write down a list of the programs you want to work with and come up with some contact information for the people who are working at those groups. If you're a band director and you're in need of some young and inexpensive staff members, your homework this week is to reach out to a few of your colleagues and just say, hey, do you have any former students, drum majors, section leaders, that sort of thing, that would do a good job as a young staff member? Well, that about wraps things up. I hope this was helpful. I'm Jeff Young, and this is That Band Life.